0: Greetings, and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency, Archbishop Alexander Sample. And today, as we come out of the beautiful season of Easter, the coming of the Holy Spirit with Pentecost, it's a really beautiful time to reflect upon our gifts and our call and our vocation. Mm -hmm. So as we talk a little bit about that, moving into this new ordinary time soon in the church, Archbishop, would you please lead us in prayer?
2: Certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Fathers, we rejoice in the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Church. We ask that you pour out the Spirit anew in our world today upon the body of Christ and in each of her members, uh, stirring up the gifts of the Spirit that you so beautifully distribute among us so that we can put them to the service of one another in service of you in the world. And so, Father, we just ask you to guide us by your Holy Spirit in this radio program today today and especially to anoint the ears of our listeners that you may speak a word that will encourage them. And all this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, Archbishop, we have spent a couple of episodes recently talking about a vocation to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had Father Peter Julia talking a little bit about that. So I wanted to focus a little bit different angle on our vocation mm-hmm. and, and look at the larger church. But I think about our young adults, young, young men and women thinking about maybe they're preparing for graduation. They're getting their first career. They're looking at marriage. They're looking at, what does God have for <laughs> me? But there also could be a worry. Where Where am I going in yeah. life? What's I'm not really sure about the future. And with uncertainty, it may be difficult to discern where God is calling us. Maybe that confusion clouds our yeah. discernment a little bit. And maybe just starting off to address these young men and women as they think about their lives, their purpose, and where God's calling them.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, one thing to, to point out, and I, it's good that we broaden uh, a discussion of, of vocation, <laughs> you know, beyond just this priesthood or religious life. I mean, sometimes, you know, in the church, and in, in church speak, <laughs> as we say, when we when you hear the talk of vocation, people tend to automatically start thinking about the, the vocation to the priesthood or a vocation to religious life, which is a calling, but, you know, the vocation, the idea of a vocation is beyond just just those two states of life. Um, and, you know, most people, quite honestly, if you just look at the statistics and mm-hmm. throughout history, most people, their vocation is to marriage and family life, which is a vocation. Because it's mm-hmm. vocation, I think we've said this in the past, it just comes from the Latin verb vocare, to call. It's a calling to, to, to what to do with your life. Uh, so I, I, but I do think a lot about young people today, and and I don't, you know, I, I really, really don't want to be misunderstood or or sound critical of of the the young adult generation today. I don't know what generation we're in. No, I I lose track of the the letters of whatever <laughs> right. generation this is, but. Um, and so I don't in any way mean this as a criticism. It's just the reality of their life today and I think their cultural experience and their growing up and, and it is, is a real uncertainty, a real, um, I would even say almost an instability, uh, a fear, uh, a doubt, an anxiety. I think I, that there's the word that mm-hmm. I think I would use. I, I just sense among young adults today great anxiety about life, great anxiety about what I'm supposed to do with my life. Uh, and uh, I, I think that uh, I actually have been interacting, strangely enough, with, with a lot of young adults recently, mainly young adult men that have just been, for whatever reason, crossing my path and I've gotten into some pretty deep discussions with some of these young guys. And yeah, there's just this, this this anxiety about the world, anxiety about what I'm supposed to do in this world, just anxiety of trying to live the faith. Most of these men are, are, are trying to really live a devout Catholic faith in the world today. But, man, it's hard and very hard mm-hmm. with, with the challenges and the cultural realities that we're dealing with. So so I think that, that there is this, this hesitancy on the part of, of a lot of the young today, uh, even to, to make commitment. Uh, I, I notice that a lot of young people, uh, you know, they may go to college and they may study a certain, you know, uh subject or, or a certain degree with a with thought of maybe doing something with that degree in their life and then they end up doing something completely different. Or I, I think a lot of young people today uh, they, they switch around jobs a lot. Uh, you know they don't stick with something very long if, it, if it's not appealing to them, if it doesn't satisfy them, if it, right away, you know mm-hmm. uh, they just they move on. and and so it's a, it's a great instability and I think it's a sign of a deeper a reality uh, in, our, in our culture today. Where um, you know we we've, we've, we're losing our sense of of trusting in God and placing our lo- lives in into the hands of God, and to realize that God has a plan for my life, and that's the bottom line mm-hmm. of all of this. Whether whether it's marriage whether it's religious life, whether it's priesthood, whether it's diaconate, whether it's, you know, some people live various forms of a consecrated, a single mm-hmm. life. Y- you know, God has a plan for our life. And, and I think that should be somewhat calming for, for, for young people to realize that I'm just not some random human being bouncing around the world trying to figure it out, that God actually had an intention and purpose in creating me. And he's got a. It really does have a plan for my life, and I, my job, sort to speak, is is to discover that. So on one hand, that might be very comforting to know. Okay, I have a purpose here. I have a meaning here. I have I have something I'm supposed to do with my life, but maybe it's maybe it's more anxiety provoking too now yeah. because it's like, well, how do I figure that out? How do I discern what it is that 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 God is calling me to mm-hmm. do in, in this life? I often say to uh, ma- mainly to younger younger people. Um, Middle schoolers, uh, high schoolers, I'll often say, you know, we we, we ask you the wrong question. We always say, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be when you grow up, right? Um, That's the wrong question. What we should be asking those young people is, what do you think God made you for? What do you think God made you to do with your life? What do you think your vocation is in, in the world? Uh, and I think for them to, to discern, you know, God's calling rather than just trying to figure out, well, I'm not sure what I'm attracted to. I'm not sure what I want to do. I, You know, there's great confusion. I think we, we need to get back to trying to discern in prayer, you know, what does what God call? called me to do? What has he created me to do?
0: Right. And I think about, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these are gifts, one not to be selfish with, one not to not use, but to serve and to use to give back to the church. And so as we identify, well, what are those strengths that I might have, whether it is in in some type of counsel, listening, being we know those good listeners yeah, right. in our lives, yeah. those that we go to when we have something going on, or those that are wise in counsel. Um, we need to use those f- for our vocation. And that takes some commitment. That takes some uh persistence and sometimes people i think our culture says you want to get it done quick and there's no delayed gratification there's no mm-hmm. you know putting time and effort mm-hmm. you go to the gym you talk about that right. a lot there's time and effort in in doing a particular workout you don't just do it tomorrow and you know what's going on you build up that strength that endurance i think the same thing in our vocation is we've got to build a relationship you with are, christ r- right i
2: mean you know there there's the spiritual life you know requires you know training yeah. you know, uh, and, and practice and uh, effort and perseverance. All those things that you're talking about, you know, you know St. Paul uses that, that great example. You know, you, you know, he says that the runners deny themselves all sorts of things in mm-hmm. order to, to run the race, in order to be fit, in order to, 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 to run that race. But they do that for a, a crown of leaves that, that withers and fades. But we are on a spiritual journey that, that is a crown of eternal life. And so we need to really persevere and, and make the effort and do our part to train ourselves spiritually. And, you know, really a lot of it just comes down to prayer. You know, you, you mentioned the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, there are all kinds of manifestations of how the Holy Spirit works in, in the world, works in the church, works in individual lives. And each of us are, are received gifts uh, of the Spirit, and we're to use those gifts in the service of one another. Some of the gifts are for our own sanctification. So, you know, when, when we when we typically speak of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, yes, they obviously can be put to great use to to, uh, to help others, but, but those gifts are, are also primarily for our sanctification, our spiritual growth. But God distributes all kinds of gifts among the people of God. And we all of you have gifts out there. Mm-hmm. Each one of you has gifts that God has given you, and sometimes we don't recognize them. Sometimes we're, we're uh, so down on ourselves and, and such low self-esteem sometimes to recognize the gifts that we do have and then to utilize those gifts and to put them you know, toward, toward the good for others. So, so those gifts are given by which we are, we are given the, the abilities to do certain things in this world. And those are God-given gifts that we should put at the disposal of God. How do you want me to use these gifts, God, that you have given me? You know, and it could be a myriad of things. You talk about being good counsel, you know, listening well. Some have a great gift for teaching. Some have a gift for advising others. Uh, Some have a gift of just charity and and being loving and and caring for for others and the poor, for for example. Some have great gifts of fortitude and, and courage to lead. And some have great intellectual gifts. Some have very emotional gifts and are very tender-hearted, You know, so, so we're all different. Mm-hmm. But God wants us to put these, these gifts to use uh, to serve him. And, and we need to discern what those gifts are and, and then how we can best utilize them. You, you know, you said something a minute ago that I think is really part of that experience that I was describing with, with folks today is that we, we have, we've lived far too long in a culture of instant gratification. Mm-hmm instant gratification i want it and i want it now and you know most of us uh, especially when, <laughs> when you get to be my age you know we, we we recognize when i was young that hey you gotta you gotta put in your time you gotta pay your dues you gotta take the hard knocks you know i mean okay here i sit uh, i sit here today as, as an archbishop in the church okay some people think that's a big deal you know, uh, I, I I don't think it's all that big a deal. I'm just still just me, but you know, in terms of an office in the church, being an archbishop, I guess yeah, you could say that's 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 a, a strong leadership position. But you know, I had to start out by being you know a, a parochial vicar when I was first ordained. I had to be a, an assistant priest in a parish, under a pastor. But you you slowly build. Over time, the skills, the abilities that you, you gain, leadership abilities, and then finally, you know, you're given your own uh, charge in parish, etc. So this idea that that you know, I want it and I want it now. I want to be where I want to be at the at the peak of my career, like tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I think that, but I think it's part of it's a cultural thing. We're just used to instant gratification. We want we want what we want and we want it now. And I think to be patient uh, and to just uh, realize that you know all things come in time
1: mm-hmm. and
2: according to God's plan and purpose you know all good things come to those who, who trust in in the Lord and, and I think young people uh, I think especially but all people sometimes I just want to say just relax mm, right. relax <laughs> just calm down relax it's not uh, but I think p- part of it too is just a, a, an uncertainty about the meaning of life mm-hmm. and you know culturally Man, I I just, I'm just grateful that I'm as, I I know this is going to sound awful, but I'm grateful that I'm as old as I am because honestly and truly, I look at these young folks and I, you know, we finishing up the confirmation season and, you know, interacting with all of these young folks, these young, young uh, teens and, uh, oh, just what they're struggling with and what, what the world and what society is throwing at them today it's, I can understand the anxiety I, I think I would I would be just I'd be right there with them I'm not so I don't mean to sound sanctimonious mm-hmm. or judgmental you know uh, therefore the grace of God go I you know if I were a young person growing up today I'm sure I would be right in the throes of all of this too and that's where we need to give young people great direction and help uh, and, and encouragement you know to to seek the Lord's way in their life right
0: right and I think if we know, We were made for a purpose. We were designed for goodness, for truth, for beauty, and then to have some of those skills. And we need to develop those along the way. I think about you mentioned the vocation that probably the most of us will fall into because of the gift of God is marriage. Mm -hmm. And so as one is discerning that married life and maybe... You've dated a while, and I, I think about the beautiful ministries our archdiocese has for young adults. There's so many great communities that have developed, whether it's young Catholic professionals, and I love to see these young men and women come together as they're looking at the different skills that they have in in the work world. But if I'm frustrated and thinking, I think I'm called to the married life, yeah. but nothing's really happening. Again, we want it today, don't we, Archbishop? Yeah, yeah. But but how to maybe relook at, maybe refocus on, okay, if God has called me to the married life, how do I work more with the Lord Mm -hmm. in following this call?
2: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we we, we have to have that deep inner sense. And and this is where I want to go back to what I said earlier about prayer. You know, we need to spend time in prayer because one of the gifts of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit is a gift of discernment. We need to discern spirits, uh, and by that I don't mean you know evil spirits, but but although the enemy is is very much at work, but we need we need some discernment. We call it discernment of spirits, mm-hmm. and it's kind of in if you look at it in the in the Ignatian tradition of Saint Ignatius of Loyola, you know the 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 uh, uh, the spiritual exercises and his rules for discernment, um, they can be very very valuable. Um, you know I I would recommend a book, uh, very much recommend a book by Father Timothy Gallagher. Brother well, Timothy Gallagher is probably, he's not a Jesuit, but he's probably one of the leading experts in the country on, mm-hmm. uh, on, on Ignatian discernment. And he has a book called The Discernment of Spirits, uh, you know, how to apply the discernment rules of St. Ignatius of Loyola in, in everyday living. You know, it, it, it takes time in prayer. You know, I think sometimes we, we forget the spiritual dimension of discernment. That we just we, we, we kind of live life on a superficial level and we just kind of look at the events of my life, the circumstances of my life, what's happening, what's not happening, but do we take that to prayer mm-hmm. and do we sit in prayer before the Lord? And do we, we ask, do we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to our hearts you know what, what is right? You know and I have to say I, I, I'm kind of a late comer to that, that idea of really discerning the, the movement of the Holy Spirit in, in my own life. You know, but, but to be in the quiet of prayer, to present things before the Lord, to present um, options before the Lord, to present opportunities before the Lord, uh, to think about them, to pray about them, to meditate on them, to ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and then to look for that, that sense in our heart of peace, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes a sense of joy, the sense of, of contentment, of, of, uh, of feeling. Um, we can feel drawn to to something so we do have to discern that you know and and, and i think if if a, if a if a person you know really feels like yeah I, I really feel called to marriage and family life and yet you know it, it it's hard because you know how where do you, where do you meet people today you know and where do you meet like-minded people mm-hmm. where do you meet people that are going to share your faith, your faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why these groups that you mentioned and and you know i i i, I know it sounds Old-fashioned and maybe cliché to to say, but the best place to meet a mate is at church. You know, uh, you know the 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 singles bars and the, and the and the and the and the club scene is probably not the place today. You know, I mean, you know, back in the, back in the day, in the olden days, you know, as my mom used to say, back in her day, you know, yeah, going to dances, going to social events, going out to dinner, going to the yeah maybe to the to the to the bars or whatever in those days, it was a different culture. You know, there was more virtue, quite honestly, uh, in, in, in people's lives. Now, with the hookup culture and, and just the, the uh, terrible degradation of, of the dignity of the human person that's, that's been really just actively promoted out there today, I don't think the club scene, the bar scene, is, is the best place to be going looking for a mate, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, something that you want to commit your life to. I think, I think you know, getting involved in your church... Getting involved in in these groups, like Catholic, young Catholic professionals, or a lot of uh, other parishes have uh, young adult groups. Get together with other like-minded young adults, and and just see what happens. You know, you might you might meet that special one. You know, That's in those right. environments. But um, I mean, if I were a young man today, discern not a priestly vocation, but had discerned marriage, I would be looking for a wife who was going to share my values, who was going to share my faith and you know somebody that that I could really spend the rest of my life with and grow together in in faith, hope and love uh, and right. and raise children, you know. But I I would be really looking in, in in those places. But but it's all it's all discernment. It's mm-hmm. it it, it, it I, again I go back to just making sure you take time in prayer to figure out you know, God, what are you doing in my life? Cuz sometimes it can get pretty confusing. It can get very anxious uh sometimes life takes a very sudden turn that we didn't expect. You know, one of the parts of the Surrender Novena that I love so much, and I keep talking about the Surrender Novena, there's one of the meditations that talks about, and and I think the Lord says something to the effect of, when I I must lead you by a path different from the one that you see, Mm -hmm. I will prepare you, and you will find yourself like a child asleep, in, in his mother's arms and, and and safely carried across the river, you know. And I, I just think it's it's so beautiful to think that if we surrender to the Lord, and trust the Lord, uh, even even if He presents something to us and leads us on a path that we did not envision, that we did not choose, that we you know never saw coming, shall we mm-hmm. say, God prepares us. He's there. He He gives us the grace that we need. But it takes prayer.
0: Mm-hmm. It takes
2: being in communion with the Lord in prayer. It takes the sacraments. Uh, to to help us power through those times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it just with a few minutes that we have as we enter into the summer season, I think of all the opportunities, opportunity for retreat, opportunity for conferences, opportunities to get involved in your parish, to explore. But I think as we get involved in these, quote, religious education or continuing education, there's a purpose for maybe going to adoration. Oh, let's find an adoration chapel Mm. in my local area and spend... A day a week, but these opportunities for us to go and to take part in, well, stretching beyond our comfort zone.
2: Yeah, it's funny because I, I, I I'm just recalling now. I I, I remember a, a young couple that got married some years ago, and you know I'm always you know if I'm if I'm meeting young young folks that, that are planning to get married or have just gotten married, I'm I'm always very curious about their lives, and you know of course the proverbial question, well, how did you two meet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a couple they met at Adoration. Yeah. They met at adoration, you know, and and uh, I remember the woman saying, "Yeah," she said, <laughs> when I saw him, and I thought, "Well, here is a guy that would come and spend an hour in prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. That's a pretty good shot." <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, nice. I
2: think you know to take op- take these opportunities. Summer is, is is rapidly coming, and not just to. We often, I think, have talked about this over the years of the program that, you know, don't, don't, don't look upon the summer just as a time for mm-hmm. secular vacationing and, and having fun, which is great. I'll, I'll do my uh, <laughs> vacation fun this summer, too. So believe me, I, I'm, I'm all for having some fun. But, but also to, to take some time for more, more, more spiritual opportunities for growth. You know, when things slow down a little bit in the summer, maybe it's, it gives you a little bit more time for prayer discernment, right. uh, whether it's in before the Blessed Sacrament or just even at home or just sitting out in the yard or going down by the river and, and, and sitting you know, out in nature, uh, just to take some time to really think and reflect and, and discern about life.
0: And Archbishop, as we take these concerns to prayer, we think about, I think naturally we think about the weaknesses. Oh, the mistake that happened in my life. Maybe it was a relationship. But when we have those things pop up in prayer, wow. How do we deal with those, those mistakes, those, oh, those things that I might dwell on, but I want to move through them and have God work through them?
2: Yeah, I just, I, again, to surrender them, mm-hmm. not to not to beat ourselves up about the mistakes that we've made uh, and not to sort of uh, wallow in the wounds, you know, because uh, Jesus wants to heal those wounds. You know, and, and, you know, people, especially in relationships, you know, some people have been deeply, deeply hurt. And then it makes them very um, skittish uh, about relationships. It it, it wounds them sometimes very deeply, so that you know they're really uh, incapable on some level of entering into a relationship until that healing takes place. That's where you know surrendering these things to the Lord, not dwelling on them. And if we've made mistakes, the last thing the Lord wants us to do is to be beating ourselves up for the mistakes that we've made. We're all sinners. Mm -hmm. We've all made mistakes. Uh, some of us made terrible mistakes, but God has a way of, of, of bringing those things around and transforming them into incredible blessings for us if, if we'll allow Him to work through those things. But, you know, it's the enemy. It's, it's the father of lies who will constantly whisper in our ear, you know, that we're not worthy, that, that we've really messed up, that, uh, you know, we're a, we're a disaster, we're a failure. That's the enemy. I remember, maybe I've said this before on the show, I'm not sure, but a confessor I went to once, he gave me some of the best advice I've ever received. He says, do not listen to the father of lies. Listen to your heavenly father who loves you and forgives you and is full of mercy and compassion for you. Listen to his voice and and don't listen to the enemy who's going to have you beat yourself up or beat others up, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for, for the harm that they've done you. But to surrender it and to allow the the the, the healing power of Christ uh, to come into that. And, you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, at the end of the year here, the John Paul II Healing Center coming yeah. in, which is going to be a great opportunity for healing uh, for many of our people. But, you know, you don't have to wait for that. Bob's got uh, Bob Shooks. Dr. Bob Shooks has that great book out there, Be Healed. Be Healed. healed. Uh, which can help us through a healing journey if if we've been deeply wounded. Yeah,
0: so beautiful. And we each have been made for a purpose. We've been called by name. Listen to the voice of our Heavenly Father. And I love that. And with that, Archbishop, would you please help us close with your blessing? Yes,
2: and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and bring healing to your lives and bring you peace forever and ever. Amen.
0: Amen. And as always, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of The Voice of the Shepherd. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie. Until our next encounter, may God bless you.
1: You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatardayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.